right, welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. Once again, I have an amazing person on today. Her name is Casey Rothman. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for being on, and I appreciate you coming in today. And I'm excited again, listeners, for you to hear her amazing story and the great things she's doing in her life right now. And and, uh, I want to give a shout-out again to our sponsor, Veracity Networks. I'm so grateful for them and for their uh, help in, in getting the this podcast out to a lot of people and, and your listeners. Thank you for your support. It's been so wonderful. And I've had so many people reach out and say, man, they love the format and I'm open to suggestions and everything to make it better. But uh, it's really the guests that make this amazing. And I pinch myself as I sit here and interview amazing people and you know, Casey's no different. So thank you for being here. No, thank you for having me. Yeah. So um, Casey is a personal uh, trainer and nutrition coach. And she's been doing that since 2008, it sounds like. She's really into fitness. She trains people. She helps people not only physically, but mentally and spiritually. Uh, she's worked with the youth. She's worked with people in recovery. Um, she's very passionate about what she does. It's got a great attitude about her and uh, just a great aura. And I'm just excited for you guys to not only we'll find out what she does, but why she does it and just to get to know her a little bit. So here we go. <laughs> Good to have you on. Thanks. So why don't you let us know a little bit about where you grew up and about your family. You know, you said you mentioned you grew up in uh, to me before in San Diego. Yes, I did. Uh, born and raised in Escondido down in San Diego and loved it. Grew up on an avocado orchard. Really? Yeah, it was great. And we did lots of climbing trees and um i had i have six siblings okay and then my parents and we have a very close family very good family and so so i had a good i had a good childhood it was fun so where do you fit in line are you the youngest oldest i am second oldest second oldest okay so avocado orchard i mean that i mean everyone loves it seems like avocados i can't (laughs) imagine that was probably awesome it was it was amazing (laughs) yeah right um so was that like a family business kind of thing that they sold avocados or was it just something that Um, they had to well i mean (laughs) we would just my dad would have someone come to pick up pick the avocados and he'd sell them but okay i mean that's not what he did for a living okay so it's just for fun, I guess. Just for I don't fun. know. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, how long did you live in San Diego? Um, my whole life gro- growing up, um, I when I went away to college, that was when I moved. So, I went okay. to all my schooling in San Diego. Okay. So, you did all schooling down there. Yep. And so, talk about that, like growing up, what, what were some of the things that you experienced and some of the things that maybe were challenging as growing up in San Diego? Um, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I know anyone who's been to San Diego will go, yeah, it's amazing. Right. They're right? like, wait, why, why did you move away? Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I loved San Diego, of course. I absolutely love the beach and um, anything outdoors. Uh, growing up down there was, it was good. Um, right. We have a, real close family and we didn't have neighbors really so it was like my siblings and I we were all just best friends and real tight and I think that's helped us stay real close and we've got good parents sure yeah so do you still are you still close with your siblings yes to this day I guess now did 
Did everyone end up moving out of San Diego? Do your parents still live there? Are they still alive? Are they still around? My parents are still around. Uh-huh. They live in Utah now. Okay. And um, I have two siblings still down that way. And then the rest of us are Utah, Colorado, Arizona. So just kind of out west still. All out west, which yeah. is nice. Yep. Stay in touch. But we still go back. Right. Visit, yeah. So when did, uh, when did it, when did you start getting passionate about fitness? How did I, that all come about? Well, I was always active as a child. Um, I started doing gymnastics when I was about five. Okay. And I did that all the way up through part of high school. And um, then I also played basketball and um, I went to kind of a smaller elementary school where uh-huh. everybody did all of the sports because it was so small. So, you know, we all played volleyball and we all played softball and, you know, everything. So I right. had the, I had an opportunity to do lots of things. I played soccer on a little AYSO team when I was younger. Right. So it was just fun. I, I love to be active just to run around and and it's kind of just carried over it. You know, I still love it. Right. Still very passionate about it. Yeah. Um, so that led to, you know, you, you did that. Did you play any sports in high school, like on, on the teams and things like that? I did. Yeah, I played basketball. Okay. So I was the point guard there, and that was nice. that was fun. Yeah, that was good. I love basketball. <laughs> I'll still go shoot hoops sometimes really? at the gym. Yeah. We'll have to go shoot. I love shooting hoops. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, and then I did gymnastics, like I mentioned, and I was on the dance team. And... Yeah, just love to stay active. Yeah. So, and then you go to college, and what, what, when did you decide you wanted to be like maybe more involved in the fitness arena? Actually, when I was in high school and I was on the basketball team, we had a weight training class, and I loved it. I absolutely loved lifting weights, mm-hmm. and I could feel my body just getting stronger, and that right. was exciting to me. Yeah. I loved it. Um, and then after high school in college, I took some nutrition classes and I also took another weight training class. And um, that was a lot of fun. Um, but after high school, you know, you kind of slow down. You're not doing your PE and your all your sports anymore. And so your body starts changing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta stay in shape. Right. You know, now that I'm not so active all the time. <laughs> so I started right. running and got into doing marathons and lots of races. I had moved to St. George at okay. a certain time, you know, after after I got married. And we moved to St. George and there were all sorts of races going on there. And so I really got into running and I kind of just do a little of everything. Just do everything, man, yeah. you are active. <laughs> I'm over here sitting going, dang, you do it all. That's amazing. Well, we're gonna get more into that and but let's talk about, so, you know, you, 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 you were married, you have four children of your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you, part of your story is that you, you went through a difficult time during your marriage where your, your, your now ex-husband, um, uh, had an issue with alcohol and he had, al- you know, he was, had alcoholism, if I'm saying That's that right. correctly, with, mm-hmm. is what you were saying. Let's talk about just that a little bit, a little bit about your marriage and kind of like what you were going through and how the challenges of that and what you faced as you went through that. Okay. Um, Yeah, I was very naive 
growing up, I, I was not familiar with alcohol or drugs or anything like that. Um, I think I grew up pretty sheltered. Right. Which was good. But at the same time, I kind of wish I would have <laughs> known what to look for. Right. Anyway, um, yeah, he was an alcoholic, but I didn't understand. And he was taking pills. I didn't know what to look for. Mm-hmm. And he would tell me, he was just not very nice to me and would tell me I was a bad wife and a bad mom. And, and my kids are my life. And right. I, you know, and I didn't know, I wanted my family to be together. I didn't know, I didn't understand what I was doing wrong. Okay. I didn't understand why he was saying that and what I could do different. And, um, so that was, that was challenging. Um, how, how early on did, in the marriage did you realize something was going wrong? I mean, did you know early on or was it later? I think it was about four years into our marriage oh, okay. that he told me that he was taking some pills okay. and drinking Robitussin and um, just, you know, I, I was bummed, you know, I, I just right. didn't really know what to think. Was and this about the same time too when he was t- saying maybe mean things to you, you're a bad mom and that kind of stuff? Did that um, happen you know, about the same time? It or? started out really good. We had lots of fun. It was right. it was great. But yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe it was a little bit later that he started getting a little worse. Um, but he wanted me to ask him if he was sober and, you know, kind of be in charge or be his mom or something. I right. Don't, like I don't know. try to hold him accountable. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. And that was hard for me because I just wanted to be his wife and right. You know, I not quote unquote his parent or something. Right. right. Yeah. Follow every move you do. And yeah, that kind of thing. But I, I also didn't understand alcoholism. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I didn't right. know what it meant. I didn't know. I, I just didn't understand, I guess. Right. Um, so for lots of years we were married 15 years and for lots of years he you know would drink and he would come home angry and um and that was a challenge i felt like i needed to protect my kids yeah and i i was kind of emotionally a mess and felt like i was always on edge just not knowing if he was going to be angry if I was in trouble, if the kids were, you know, if he was going to yell at the kids or, if, you know, and, and they would tell me they were scared. Right. And that made me sad. Yeah. And, and at this time, how old are your kids? Um, well, let's see. I think they were, my oldest was probably 10, I guess. Then the next would be seven, six, five. And then four. We ended up getting divorced when they were um, just a year a year after that. But right. so just for a few years. I mean, it was really the worst the last few years of our marriage. Okay, where when yeah okay towards the last few years of the marriage. Yeah. Is when things were uh, really at the height of maybe the negativity and the. Yeah, and he just he wouldn't come home and. I didn't know what was going on, where he was, who he, who he was with, and um, he decided to be with someone else, and that, you know, he wasn't, I asked if he was going to stop, and he told me no, and so that was nothing I could do. At that point, yeah. yeah. 
So tell us, I mean, how, I mean, I can't, I can only imagine how, you know, scary that would be in that moment, knowing that this is happening. You've got four kids who are, you know, on some level witnessing this at the same time mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Talk about just kind of what the emotions you were going through at that time. My main concern was my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I was worried about, I was worried about them and yeah. about their self-esteem and not, not having a dad around. Um, I love my kids. They're, right. they're my life. Right. Um, and yeah, it was scary. I didn't, I was a stay at home mom and I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to support my family and I knew I couldn't afford to live in San Diego and he was causing lots of problems and not nice and um, my family was very supportive you know and they're like you need to maybe come up here to Utah and be close to family and be somewhere where we can help you and right you know it's more affordable so this is all still down in San Diego at the time okay yeah so that was one of the hardest decisions was what to do. And, you know, I didn't want my kids to be upset at me. I didn't want to uproot them. Right. But I knew that we were in a bad situation. And I sat them down and I just said, you know, we're going to need to move to Utah. And they were just, I was blown away by them. They were just like, okay, mom, if that's what we need to do, then. That's, really? then we'll just do it. So they were very supportive and they open were. to the idea. Yeah. And wow. um, man, it was hard. It was really sad. It was really hard to leave. I mean, it was hard for them to leave their dad, of course, because he'll, they'll always love him. Sure. And he's their dad. Yeah. And uh, that's something that I always wanted them to know too. And like, we didn't have child support for the first few years and um, I never withheld visitations or tried any games like that because my kids are the most important. Right. And that relationship, you know, that's part of their self-esteem is knowing that they have a dad. And, you know, I don't feel like that's something you ever want to mess with. Right. Yeah, so you were trying to make that as as smooth yeah. as possible with yeah. for your children. Right. Wow. Well, and I can imagine being that I could see why you were surprised when you said, "Here's what we're going to do," and they were so supportive. Oh. Yeah, it was amazing. Right. Yeah. Because you would think maybe they would meet me a little pushback and like, "No, we can't do this." Right, and, and just be angry with me. What a blessing for you at the time, right? It really was. Yeah. Wow. Um, so as you go through this, and you know. What what are some things that that you struggled with the most? Yes, I know it's you wanted to make sure your kids were protected. They were mm-hmm. they're the number one priority. You, but let, what about you? How are you mm-hmm. personally going through this? Mm-hmm. And again, I I get why you protect your kids. And any mom hearing this would go, oh yeah, I get why she was there. Yeah. Let's talk about how are you dealing oh, with this. Oh, I got so sick. I lost so much weight, and I think I had everything you could even think of i had the flu and pink eye and (laughs) bronchitis and pneumonia and i just 
my body was just shutting down from all the and stress I, and it was stress and i think it was just all shock of everything and um i would just try so hard not to let my kids see me falling right. apart you know yeah so i would of course sometimes i just lay in my bed And sorry. No, you're okay. You're just good. not know how I was gonna do it, but um, my family is just so awesome. My parents and my siblings, and I really owe them a ton. And just the strength of my kids. Yeah. So it sounds like your family stepped up and yeah. helped you through this. They really did, yeah. And my kids would, you know, they were really kind and loving. And I really feel like we grew together so tight just going through this. Um, but I just decided one day, I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I can't, I can't fall apart. I, this has to work. Like, I've got to do this because yeah. my kids need me. Yeah. And I got to step up. Wow. And there's no other option. You're right. Your back was against the wall. <laughs> That's right. And what am I going to do? Yeah. And, yeah. And I think I really depended on my ex-husband. I really, you know, he fixed a lot of things. He, right. You know, just having a man around was so nice. And, yeah. And I just... Well, even like the financial piece yes. and all of that. Oh, yeah. I mean... Definitely. For sure. Yeah. So I learned to do things on my own and had to learn how to become independent and yeah. strong. Um, so without without the child support for a few years, I, I really wanted to still do my personal training. Um, I, I got certified, actually, I didn't tell you that, but as we were going through our divorce, mm -hmm. I was just like, what am I gonna do? I, I don't have the skills. I, I've been a stay-at-home mom. For, for years. And what am yeah. I gonna do? <laughs> how am I going to support this family? Right. And I was already training a bunch of my friends. And so my friends and family are like, just, you know, get certified to do this. You can get paid to be a, a personal trainer. I'm like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. And um, so that's what I did. And then I started just, you know, I'd had some equipment but i'd take people to the park and we would go through workouts and or we'd go to the gym and we'd do workouts and it was so exciting um just to be able to help someone else i mean i was able to step out of my own Hell, life right and just help someone else to feel good wow and that made me so happy and i loved it but it wasn't something that I felt like could support my family, especially having to get health insurance and right, yeah. everything. So for a long time, I did that on the side. And then um, I also, I did personal training on the side and then I also would have another job where I could make more money and get some health insurance and have a little more stability right, there. Okay. Well, you said something really profound and I think it's uh, you know really good for all of us to hear this is that when we're really struggling, reaching out and kind of getting out of yourself and helping someone else. And even though it was maybe a few clients in the park, 
but just seeing that you're making an impact on some level with these clients that you had, how it made you feel in the oh, moment. Totally. Like, and w- I think we take it for granted, like how powerful that really is. Because usually when we're struggling, what we want to do is turn inward, mm-hmm. right? We become actually kind of selfish, which is understandable when we hear what you've gone through. But to break out of that and go, okay, no, I am going to do this and I'm going to try to make a difference in someone today. Yes. But how profound and how that helped you kind of propel you forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I feel like when I'm, when, I mean, I guess it's for everybody when we're giving service or doing, helping somebody else, then we can, I mean, I would feel better about myself and, you know, that I was making a difference in someone else's life and that. I mean, and even today, I just get so excited when I go to work and when I'm helping people and they're feeling good and everybody's got a story. Everybody's got, I mean, it goes deeper than just, I can't, like I just ate that whole cake or, I mean, (laughs) there's some reason, you know? Yeah. Why did you eat that whole cake? Yeah. Or (laughs) I don't know. It's just. Well, you know, as you're saying this, and I'd like to, if it's okay, if I just kind of plug this, um, a good friend of mine, Simon Sinek, who wrote the book, Start With Your Why, and, and then Find Your Why, New York Times bestseller, he's a motivational speaker, but he says, if if you master the first 11 steps of AA, you'll drink again. If you master step 12, you'll never touch another drop. And step 12 is giving back and helping someone else. Mm-hmm. And so, again, back to, you know, you started doing that and how that kind of opened up the door for you to kind of move forward, mm-hmm. how, you know, how profound that was, you know. Yeah. And, that, and, I, and I say that because anyone who is struggling with anything, I don't care if it's alcohol or if it's just depression or, you know, lack of self-esteem or confidence, when we go get out of ourselves and help someone, the, how good that feels to do that yeah so true can break us out of that mode Mm -hmm. so yeah wow that's that i can only imagine how hard that was but but you said your family also kind of stepped in a little bit and helped out as well were they like encouraging you obviously yeah you should be a personal trainer and that kind of thing but obviously what else were they doing it behind the scenes um yeah my mom she's always been my number one cheerleader she's great um yeah she would bring dinner over sometimes and give my kids rides and my sisters would also help the kids and you know just i think just the emotional support as well Mm -hmm. um was just what i needed and just encouraging me when i felt like defeated or right i mean we all feel that i still you know of course have my days when I'm like, geez, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Like life is hard, but they're always, I don't know. My my family's just always there and I know that I can count on them and just friends that I've made, even working with my clients. I think we give and take from each other as well. I have a really great relationship with each one of my clients and it's just, it's really special. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Again, when we serve someone or we sacrifice for someone, we're basically saying, I love you. Yeah. Love to me equals sacrifice. Yes. And so to hear what you're saying makes sense to me. And that's why you have that connection. So 
you so you start be, you you become certified you're working another job as well mm-hmm. when did you get to the point where like okay personal training is going to kind of be my thing and i'm going to I'm going to expand and start helping other people. You even mentioned to me earlier that um, you help people in recovery even. Yes. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, Well, for a while I was teaching boot camp at a boy's home. Okay. And that was really cool. Um, These boys, you know, they had some problems and I didn't know for a long time why they were there. And that was okay with me. It was actually better that I didn't know anything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Because there was no judgment. Yeah. You know, they were very respectful and Mm -hmm. we had a good time. Um, But I just remember one of the boys saying, if anything's going to help him recover and get over his addictions, it was the workouts and just the adrenaline and the rush that he would get um, from working out. So speak of that real quick. How important it is, it is it for us to work out and why is it such a great thing? Especially for this guy saying, this is what I need to do to get past my addiction. Yeah. Um, well, it's just exercise just does something to your brain. And like for myself, when I feel stressed out, if I can go work out, I kind of just work through all that stress. Right. And... I just forget about it. I can push hard. I can work hard. I feel like I'm in control kind of right. of that. Maybe I'm not in control of anything else in my <laughs> life right then. Right. But I can get a good hard workout. Yeah. And this boy realized that, you know, this this felt good. This is some way he could have that release Yeah. of just working hard and get that adrenaline pumping. Right. So w- would you say that it's important for someone who maybe doesn't do anything, just to even to get up and move, oh, definitely. right, would yeah. make a difference, correct? Yes. yes, just moving around, something is better than nothing. Right. doesn't have to be running a marathon, you know, Right. just go out for a little walk. Yeah, so you started helping these kids at that boys, you know, mm-hmm. uh, facility or whatever. Did that continue? Did you reach out to other areas in recovery where you were helping people with fitness? Um, I have some clients currently that um, are in recovery, and I just, you know, what a benefit it is it is for them, you know, to have that. Um, all of us can use it. You know. Yeah, yeah, all of us can use that, right? So, what is what is some of your philosophies that you've gained? around like what do you tell your clients because uh, it's not just the fitness piece yeah isn't it more the mental yeah it's and so it's so much more um <laughs> when you're you don't like just to have a balanced life you can't just go out and be physically fit because mentally if you're not healthy then i i really encourage my clients to keep a journal okay to write down their goals and um just make sh- just write down how they're feeling right you know and things that they're grateful for because i feel like if you're positive the way you speak the way you think about yourself um then you're going to be way more successful i love that i'm going to ask you this what are you grateful for oh i am so grateful for my family i am grateful for nature i absolutely love and feel the most grateful when I'm out in the trails, if I'm at the beach, 
just looking around. I just need to get outside. Yeah. 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 I'm going to ask you a, a really tough question. Okay. Okay. Looking back on it now, what you've been through, what you went through with your ex-husband and all of that and the, the ups and the downs and the, and the stress and the sadness and being in your bed where you didn't want to even get out it on some days and you weren't sure how you were going to do this and like you're having this huge belief system on top of you that life is just too hard. Knowing what you know now and what you're doing now and all these great things, would you change any of that? No, I wouldn't. Why? I'm I am a better person now than I ever would have been without any of that. It was hard and I don't wish it on anyone. Right. But I am so much more empathetic and I feel like I can help other people. Right. Because I know not everybody's gone through the same situations I have, but Everybody goes through something. Everybody right. has something in their life that they're struggling with. Yeah. And we just can never, we can never judge yeah. anyone. Well, I love what you said because, and, and I didn't know what your answer was going to be, honestly. Um, and I'm glad to hear what you said because I really believe that life happens for us. Mm-hmm. And when we're going through something in that moment, you don't maybe feel that way. Right. But looking back on it, you like you said, you wouldn't change a thing because look what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Because you're not just the fitness and nutritionist coach. You are, you're helping people work through stuff. Just like that kid at the boys' uh, facility said, I've got to do this to get past my addiction kind of thing. You were helping someone to be able to do that. You wouldn't be doing that had you not gone through what you went through. That's right. You know? That's I right. love that. And, I, and for the listeners hearing this, I say this a lot on, on a lot of the podcasts, that is that life really does happen for us. And, you know, I look back on my trials, I wouldn't change anything. Even the current ones I'm going through, I would not change it, even though right now it can be heavy. Oh, yeah. But I know at the end of this, it's, I'm going to be stronger and better and, you know, so much more. That's right. You know? That's right. I, I remember when my kids were young, one of my kids says to me, <laughs> they said, Mom, we're poor, huh? And I, I said, <laughs> I said, no, we are rich with blessings. Right. And I said, <laughs> we have each other, you know, and I wanted right. them to see that, yeah. you know, let's look for the let's look for the good. Right. And and we are like it, like having each other is way more important than any amount of money. Yeah. How has this helped your kids, by the way, going through because it's tough. It was tough for the kids, obviously, as yeah. well. How have you seen them grow? Oh, my kids are so awesome. My kids are so kind and they accept everyone. They're very loving to anyone who's having a hard time. They don't they don't judge other people and they don't talk about other people. Right. And I'm just so proud of them and I I know that this has been hard for them. Right. Of course, you know, the moving and yeah. not having their dad um but they have just been my rock. Risen to the occasion. They just do. Kids yeah. are amazing, they're aren't amazing. they? They're amazing. They really are. Yeah, and they're <laughs> special ones. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but <laughs> <laughs> they're very special. Well, I agree because I think we're all special, honestly. I think we're all, mm-hmm. our value, if we were to measure it from zero to 100, we're all at 100. Yes. It never fluctuates. It might fluctuate in our own mind. That's right. But it never fluctuates. 
So I think we're all special. Mm-hmm. And to see your kids, the way they handled it and what they've gone through, and like you're even saying, what you see in them now, it's really allowed them to really kind of grow and learn and learn that they can do hard things. That's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, if If there's someone listening to this right now who might be in the same situation that you've gone through and they're struggling and they're not sure what to do and they feel lost and hopeless. What, what's some advice that you could give them that, that might be helpful for them to hear today? I think just taking one day at a time, just try and be kind to yourself. Try and speak positively about yourself and look for the good. I really feel like gratitude goes a long way because it kind of changes our mind and our thoughts and I just I would want them to know that they're worth it yeah they're worth um everything just as much as anyone else right we're all hard on ourselves maybe we think we're not good enough or um something but but we all are yeah love that you know so what does a day look like for you what is your day? I mean, <laughs> let's talk about just what does a daily routine look like for you? Someone who's active, works out, trains people, probably eats really well. You're very fit. So let's talk <laughs> about what that looks like. What does your day look like? Well, my day starts very early. Yeah. Um, I either start with teaching a class um, or I'll I, I teach at a gym and I also train okay. people at my home. Oh, okay. So I'll... Someday, I mean, it's always different, um, but it usually consists of personal training and maybe teaching a cycling class and another class, and then I'll get a workout for myself. Usually I'll try and go on a trail run up in the mountains somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, and then I'll come home and have a little something to eat, say hi to my kids, and then I'll go back to work. Um, I'll work on my website, do some things there, answer some questions, and then I'll right. go back to the gym and I'll do some more training or teach wow. some more classes. So it's it's pretty full. Yeah. But wow. um, I love it. I look forward to every client and and um, it's fun to see the changes. It's fun to see their faces when they start to see some results, and even when and even when they don't, you know, even right. when they're discouraged. Yeah. I just try to help them and keep them accountable. Wow. I love that. What uh, What do you do to kind of keep yourself kind of mentally strong? Yes, you obviously do a lot of physical, which obviously feeds into thinking good thoughts and having a good attitude and mm-hmm. feeling like you're on fire for the day. Mm-hmm. But do you do anything specifically outside of the fitness to kind of keep yourself, you know, solid when it comes to the mental and maybe even the spiritual side of things? Yeah, I I like to listen to self-help self-help books. Mm-hmm. Um recently I've been listening to some Brené Brown. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's she awesome. is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've listened to some of your podcasts and just those right kind on. of things that are yeah. motivating stories of other people who have yeah. made it, you yeah. know. And even I mean maybe not made it, you know, cuz are we ever do we ever make it, yeah. <laughs> you know, but going through hard things and, and, um, yeah, I think just keeping those positive thoughts and, um, some meditation 
I do some meditation and just try and keep myself positive, spend some time with my family and friends and right. get up to the mountains. And I mean, I know that's a physical thing, but at the same time, sometimes I'll just go up there and I'll sit. Right. And Yesterday I went on a trail run. I got to the top of Elephant Rock and I just sat there. Wow. And I just looked around and and I was grateful. Yeah. No, I understand that, man. Being in the mountains, it's it's a it's a spiritual experience. It's a it's it's therapeutic. It really it, it, is. It's amazing. Just hearing the sounds and just it's just a different feel. So I I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Um. So if if someone wanted to reach out to you and you know learn more about what you do, what would be the best way for them to do that? Well, I've got a website that they can go to and it's www.caseyrothyfit.com and I also have a Facebook and an Instagram account okay. and they're and they're both Casey Rothy Fit as well. Oh, oh gotcha. Okay. So um, or they could email me at casey.rothy at gmail.com and I would be so happy to talk to anyone really. Yeah. I mean for sure. Yeah. About fitness or life or <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know. No, I love that. Um, can you give us a challenge? Can you give us, our listeners and myself, a challenge that do you think would be appropriate? Of course. I can always <laughs> give a good challenge. Yeah. Well, so let's see. Our challenge, let's, <laughs> it's going to be physical. Sure. So I want you to get moving. What I want you, you know, you've got to be burning more than you're taking in if you're trying to lose weight. So just get up and, and move a little more than you have been, if that's something that you're looking to do. If right. you haven't been doing anything, if you're feeling sluggish, um, just get moving. Also, water is super important. So drinking half of your body weight in ounces. It's oh, a lot of water. That is a lot of water, <laughs> yeah. Yes, but it's good for But it's you. important, yeah. Yes. And then also keeping a journal, a gratitude journal. Okay. I would say that would be a challenge. I Love would that. just daily write down um, what, what it is that you're grateful for or something that you saw that was good in that day. Okay. Great challenge. So move, drink a lot of water, write in your journal be, you know, for the things you're grateful for. That's right. Um, there's another thing I want to address. You know, you... You have this belief now of always doing your best and never giving up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know where that's coming from, but talk about that for a second. Like, why is that your platform you stand on? Um, I feel like sometimes we don't know if we're good enough, but if you're doing your best, you're you are good enough. Yeah, and that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you're just trying your hardest and that's great that's perfect and that's what I tell my kids that's you know in school in life if you're doing your best that's all we can ask for right and whatever that is that's perfect yeah and I would imagine your kids understand this yes I hope they do yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and yes never give up even when you want to there's there's reasons why we go through things in our lives and there's reasons why we need to work hard. Mm-hmm. And well, you probably had moments back then, like you even mentioned when you would lay in your bed and go, what? I don't know if I can even get out. 
mm-hmm. you probably had moments or thoughts of feeling like of I can't do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you've learned through that process that yeah, you know, I, I you and the, here's the thing, you've never you never gave up. Right. I mean, that's why you're here. That's why you're doing what you're doing. That's why you're helping so many people. I mean, that's got to be you got to probably even pinch yourself a little bit and go, "Man, am I I'm really doing this?" I know. Do you ever feel that yes. way? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's I love so my cool. job. Well, I I think you're amazing. I love your passion and Thank I you. love what you specifically your passion for helping other people. And no matter what it is, whether it's fitness or nutrition or just, you know, the mental and spiritual th- side of things, I love your passion for doing that because Again, that's kind of what's helped you propel past the challenges you went through in your marriage and, and just growing up in general and mm-hmm. maybe overcoming some of your own, you know, belief systems you had about yourself during that. You know, right. why wasn't I good enough? And exactly. Those kind of things, yeah, right? Yeah, we always go there. We, yep. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, that seems to be like the number one limiting belief. I'm not good enough. That's right. You know, I have a, and I, if it's, it's okay, I have a, a saying on my wall up here. Will you read that out loud? The most delightful surprise in life is to suddenly recognize there is nothing wrong with you. Oh, that's yeah. really good. It really is the most delightful surprise. And mm-hmm. despite what you went through, Casey, there was really nothing wrong with you the entire time. And I'm really inspired to hear your story. And I, I really appreciate you sharing this. I know when we talked before we even started recording that you're like, man, you know, can I do this? And you did a wonderful job. And I, I want to just tell you how grateful I am that you were willing to be vulnerable and share your story with all of us. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for being here. It was fantastic. Thanks. Well, there you go, listeners. Um, Casey Rothy, please reach out to her. Again, her website is caseyrothyfit.com. Please ask her any questions. She's obviously always already told us that she's willing to a- answer and ask any, you know, and, and help answer any of your questions that you may have. And and she's just that person who loves to help. And, you know, if you're looking for someone to get you off the couch and you need a little <laughs> motivation and you want to start maybe getting in shape, you know, reach out to her. She's probably the person you need. And, you know, so please reach out to her for that as well. And so anyway, again, thank, thank you. you so much, Casey. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you and it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. I appreciate it. All right. Well, there you go, listeners. Another amazing belief cast, another amazing person. Um, please reach out to anyone that you know that may need to hear her story and share this with her. And thank you so much for all your support. And again, like she just mentioned and read off my wall that there's really nothing wrong with us. We just tell ourselves a story that there might be or there is. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. Despite what you're going through, never give up. Always do your best. Just like So thank you and we'll talk to you guys soon.